This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining Ray and I. This is Team Business episode number 18. Incredible. Thanks to all our previous guests. You know, we've every single one of you was excellent. We enjoyed our time and so did our audience. We've had a lot of great feedback. So thank you. To our audience, thanks for joining us again. Uh, today's a really ex- exciting episode. Coming out of, or still dealing with the p- pandemic, but this is a company, this is a gentleman who started a company that was knee deep, man, just in the heart of helping people stay safe, frontline workers, uh, you know, people that are on the front lines of the pandemic. Uh, and uh, he has some a great story to tell. Yeah, definitely an expert in his field. Yeah, so... Occupational safety is really important um, for all the small business owners, medium business owners, large business owners that that were that listen to us. You know, you got to make sure that your 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 staff, your team, and the people that work for you are, are well protected. Uh, if you were a essential worker during the pandemic, even more so, right? PPE. Yep. And uh, we know there was a lot of challenges in 2020 getting PPE into the hands of those that needed it the most. And our guest today did that it was. Effective and successful in doing so. Definitely was, yeah. So uh, we're going to have a brief intro. We're going to come back, talk a little more about our guest, and thank you again for spending time with us on the Team Business Podcast. Team Business. Ray and I are back. Uh, Ray. Tell us a little bit about who we have, who's joining us today on Team Business. Well, I'm glad to have uh, Jackson Dalton, who is the president of Black Box Safety on today. Uh, definitely a seasoned uh, a, a professional in the occupational safety arena uh, for many years, uh, straight out of the uh, University of Minnesota. Um, that's where he was uh, born and raised. But uh, yeah, definitely. He uh, also is a, uh, a military vet, which yeah. very glad for yeah. um, to have him on board today and Appreciate his service. Yes, thank you. And Jackson uh, is 14 years in in the industry of safety uh, with a great background, but he came into the business and it resonates with him because of a personal experience he had while serving our country. And I think it it shows like he has a really strong passion for making sure that, you know, he helps others so that what happened to him doesn't happen to them. Yeah, his passion definitely resonates. Um, when, when we have him on, the show, have him on, I'm, I, it's just exudes that he definitely loves what he does, and it was his calling. No, yeah. I mean I found our conversation, you know, to be extremely valuable, uh, insightful, and just the way he explains, you know, the uh, the start of his company, you know, how he came up with the name, yeah, and then his growth is awesome, man. I mean, you love to hear these stories about people that had success during a really hard time. Yeah, and his uh, and just the, the way you know, hit around the head, just the way he articulates his profession, um, you just you can just 
totally see that he is a true professional. He knows his craft. Yep. So definitely an episode to stick around and listen. Uh, we're going to be back to bring Jackson on, introduce him and talk more about safety and the resources he brings to the table on the uh, team business podcast. Thanks for joining. Team business. Thank you everyone for joining Ray and I on another segment of the team business podcast. Today, we're very thankful to welcome Jackson Dalton. He is the president of Black Box Safety. Jackson, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely do. Yeah, before we get started, we'd like to introduce you and talk about your company and uh, that type of thing. Can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how you got into the industry? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I uh, Out of high school, I enlisted in the Marine Corps. And uh, I was at uh, Amphibious Reconnaissance School, which is the Marine Corps' equivalent of the SEAL teams. So it was a grueling school that I attended. And uh, week six, I was running with a 120-pound rucksack, and my femur snapped in half and uh, literally into two pieces. And uh, I had three leg surgeries and didn't walk for a year. The third surgery was a hip replacement. Oh. And uh, once I was walking again, I was medically retired from the Marine Corps. And that was essentially an occupational injury. I got hurt at work doing my job, doing something that I loved, and it changed my life forever. Because of that injury, I'm no longer able to do a lot of the things that I used to do before. And I can no longer use my body as a tool. I can no longer pursue a physical occupation. Got to use my brain instead. And uh, medically retired from the Marine Corps and went to business school and got a four-year degree in business. And my senior year in college, I was uh, applying for all different types of sales jobs, wanted to find something that would leverage my skills in communication and persuasion. And I like to do things like public speaking and I'm extroverted. I really enjoy sales and marketing and business. And uh, I was interviewing for lots of different jobs. Wasn't uh, excited about any of them really. And uh, until I found this company at a job fair called Capital Safety. They were the manufacturer of DBI Sala fall protection, which at the time was the world's largest manufacturer of fall protection. Uh, that company has since been acquired by 3M fall protection. But I saw at the job fair posters of guys climbing wind towers and structural steel and utility towers. They were wearing safety harnesses and lanyards. And I thought, I can do that. So that's exactly what happened. I walked up to the table and I said, Whatever that is, I can do it. And they were recruiting a territory sales manager trainee. And that oh, was wow. my first job out of college was selling fall protection safety harnesses. And that was 14 years ago. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Dalton, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you. Ah, thank you. You're, you're welcome. The pleasure is mine. And, it was uh, a, a phenomenal opportunity. And I'm blessed to have been able to participate in our, uh, our armed services. Perfect. Yeah. We appreciate that. Um, uh, sticking with your current company and your role there, we can elaborate a little bit about your services and products you offer and kind of 
type of clients you serve? Yeah, definitely. We are an industrial supplier with an emphasis on personal protective equipment. We provide head-to-toe PPE. Uh, we've been really busy this last year with masks yeah. and respirators and face shields and hand sanitizer and nitrile gloves and hospital gowns. Uh, but we also do safety harnesses, fall protection, where I got started, uh, equipment for confined space entry, safety signage, defibrillators. We do active shooter kits and tourniquets and things like that. So wow. anything needed to protect a worker in an occupational setting. And the customers whom we serve are uh, large institutions that place a high value on supplier diversity, meaning that these institutions are so big and evolved that they're in a position to give back to the community and they have goals and requirements for working with disabled-owned veteran firms, women-owned firms, minority-owned firms, things like that. And our core customers are the VA healthcare system, the Department of Corrections, the Highway Patrol, Border Patrol, uh, Police and Fire. Cal Fire is a big customer of ours. So we, uh, we serve a lot of the large institutions that keep us safe at night. But in addition to that, we have construction companies, contractors, manufacturing, mm -hmm. industrial, things like that. Say occupational safety affects every single uh, business out there, whether they be large or small. Even if it's a small office, you need to have a first aid kit, a fire extinguisher, things like that. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, man. that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So looking over your history, your resume, you know, you have, like you said, 14 years in occupational safety, starting from, you know, the company you started with out of school and then 3M fall protection. What made you decide? in 2017 to start your own company and and where'd you come with it where how'd you come up with the name black box safety that's a great question mm -hmm. when i was in grad school i knew i wanted to start a company and uh but working at 3m is the greatest company in the world so it's really hard that was my last employer uh was 3m i was a corporate safety engineer there doing accident investigations and writing corporate safety policies and things like that. So that was a really hard opportunity to turn down, but I never, I never lost that drive uh, to build my own business. And while I was working at three, three M at night, I would go home and I would watch shark tank and YouTube videos on how to start a business. And yeah. that fire to create something was just burning and I couldn't, couldn't put it out no matter how great my job was. And uh, I finally realized, if not now, if, if not now, when? If I don't do it now, when am I ever going to do it? And uh, so I reached that, that tipping point and I uh, took the plunge. It was really hard. And um, I decided to, uh, to resign my position at 3M and just go all in. If someone was in my position now, I would maybe recommend that they start it uh, on the side, maybe spend nights and weekends, things like that, because that's totally possible. But I just thought this is such a major undertaking. If I'm not 100% focused on it, uh, I'm not going to have the energy uh, required to generate momentum to get over that hump, of, yeah. you know, building a, a sustainable business. It, it requires a tremendous amount of energy. So I knew I would need um, all my faculties. 
And I, the, the name uh, comes from, it, it's twofold. It comes from aviation. So the black box, the onboard flight recorder yeah, yeah, on an airplane. Right. So that's that's where it's from. But the reason why I chose that name, the reason why I thought of the black box on an airplane in the first place was because of everything I learned while I was a safety engineer at 3M. In health and safety, there are kind of two schools of thought when it comes to injury and illness prevention. One school says that behavior-based safety is the best way, that if an individual gets hurt, if there's an accident or an incident, a major failure, the uh, emphasis is on the individual. What did he or she do wrong? How can we retrain that individual? How can we make sure that an individual never makes that same decision again? That's behavior-based safety. The other school of thought, what, which I learned at 3M, is called prevention through design meaning that if there's an accident at work, what were all the upstream uh, systems in place that created the opportunity for the accident to occur in the first place? And prevention through design is just that. It seeks to, to um, build systems that are so redundant and so strong that even if an individual makes a poor choice, it will not result in a catastrophic uh, injury or fatality. And that is the philosophy that I subscribe to. Clearly, any safety plan is going to be a blend of the two. But if I had to pick right. one or the other, I would pick prevention through design. And the iconic black box onboard flight recorder on an airplane is the best symbol of prevention through design. Because if you think about flying in an airplane in a tin can at 30,000 feet, it's the most dangerous thing that you could ever do. It's insane, but we do it every day. And the reason why we do it every day is because they've taken something that is so dangerous and they've made it so safe. It's safer than crossing the street to yeah. get a Starbucks coffee. And the reason is prevention through design, really smart, dedicated teams of engineers. Anytime there's been an incident, they've extracted the data from the onboard flight recorder and they've determined what was the cause of that incident and what can we do to make sure that an airplane never crashes in that way ever again. Right. And that's why I named it Black Box Safety. Amazing, man. That's yeah, awesome. I love that, man. That's yeah. really cool. Makes total sense. Yeah, I love Thank that. You. That's great. I didn't invent it. I just kind of put my own spin on it. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a great spin, man. Yeah, definitely. Makes total sense. Yeah. I love how you illustrated that for us. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've been in business on your own for three years. I mean, what? Four, four years. Four years. That's four yeah. years. Ah, okay. Sorry. I didn't want to take that. La that 2017. Yeah. That last year was a big year. <laughs> yeah. Especially 2020. 2020 was like 10 years worth. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of 2020 and I would imagine that in your line of work that probably did boost sales or just the, the, the fact that people uh, businesses need your your expertise more than ever right or am i wrong by saying that no you're not wrong at all we were in the right place at the right time to be of service to our customers and uh pre-covid we had three full-time employees uh at our office and we had just finished building an e-commerce platform i had spent three years prior to that uh, heavily invested in sales and marketing and outreach and networking. 
with our customer base. So a lot of things happened before March of 2020. Once COVID started, our team had the bandwidth to be able to respond to the demand. And it was not easy because the domestic supply chain uh, was depleted almost immediately. And so we had to become very creative and very resourceful to find the personal protective equipment that our customers so badly needed. And we spent a lot of time on airplanes. We spent a lot of time inspecting product and making sure that it met our very high uh, standards of quality. Um, We spent a lot of sleepless nights. And uh, by the end of the year, we started with three full-time employees uh, in spring of 2020. By the end of the year, we finished the year with eight full-time employees. So wow. we wow. had to we had to add five additional employees to the team to be able to facilitate that demand. That's amazing, wow. especially during a year like 2020. Just and to we, get all, all those new people even brought into the company is a is a challenge, right? Right. There are a lot of things happening. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, constraints on our cash flow. Um, hiring and onboarding and training new employees uh, and product inspections all over the country. There was a lot of moving parts and uh, it, it all worked out. And we had to, we had to be at the office every day because we've got a, you know, our, our products get delivered here. So somebody has to be here to receive the product, uh, inventory the product, and then get it shipped out to our customer. So uh, there was, we were able to do some of the work remotely, but a lot of it had to happen uh, right here. Talking about the team, because on team business, we like to talk about team company culture, you know, how you built the team, how, what did, what type of like, uh, I guess you can call it characteristics. Did you look for, I mean, obviously you're in a highly specialized business. So people that you bring on, I'm sure had experience. But how do you do that? Like, how do you build the team and how did you bring them in? And also, what kind of culture would you say you have at Black, at Black Box Safety? The traits that we look for are someone that is driven, outspoken, competitive, confident. But those are all the, the nice to haves. The, yep. the need to have, the most important trait that is an absolute non-negotiable need to have is a high level of figure it out factor. Hmm, resourceful. Right. Somebody has to be able to look at the context clues on an opportunity or a bid or an order and figure out, okay, how can we make this happen? And it's not easy during this pandemic because pre-COVID, it was as simple as I have a request I call my manufacturer, 3M, for example, one of the world's largest manufacturers of PPE, call them up, say, this is what we need. This is where it's going. It's, it's done. But post-COVID or during COVID, um, we've had to be very resourceful and it has required a high level of figure it out factor. And that's the trait we look for. Yeah. And that's the trait that we cultivate and we encourage and we cultivate it through decentralized command and autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we give somebody the mission. I need you to take the hill. I don't care how it gets done, but when I get here tomorrow, I want to see you on top of the hill waving at me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Take the bull. So not a lot of micromanaging, huh? 
I mean, it, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, so there is, there's always going to be that don't show it to me because if you do, I'm going to find some ways that we can improve it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but sure. the overall arching mission is take the hill, get it done, uh, figure it out. You have the autonomy uh, to figure out how it is that you're going to do that. So, and with the additional employees you added throughout 2020, by the end of the year, obviously that meant that there was a higher need, more accounts, clients, et cetera. Uh, how did, and obviously with the pandemic, you mentioned pandemic was a, was a struggle or at least trying to get the, get it done. I mean, can you describe a little bit more in depth in regards to what in your world, what they were encountering as far as challenges to figure it out? Yeah, absolutely. So we work with very specific manufacturers. 3M is a great example. And Normally, we would uh, be able to call, place an order. It would ship out the next day, no problem. However, now a lot of these manufacturers would say, for example, yes, we have a very limited, they call it an allocation. We have a very limited um, amount of supply. And we can only purchase that product through them if we have past performance, meaning we've, we've yeah. ordered from them in the past. They're, during the last 12 months, none of the suppliers have been taking new customers. Mm. And if you're going, you're welcome to buy this limited supply, this limited allocation. And we would have to be able to demonstrate through a purchase order that this is in fact going to the Department of Veterans Affairs healthcare system in Los Angeles, that we're not taking it so that we mm. can, uh, uh, so that we can participate in predatory pricing and put it on yeah. Amazon yeah. at, you know, 10X. We so there's a lot of yeah. diligence yeah. that would have to go in. But this was this was the hard part, the constraint on the cash flow, is that a lot of times you could have something, but the terms, the net 30 terms that we were so used to went away. So it was cash up front. So oh, wow. we have yeah. you know a, a million dollar contract uh, with a large uh, government agency, but we would have to finance the entire deal up front. And that was a huge constraint. Yeah, where, I can where imagine. does a small business come up with a million dollars? And that's, that's a, that's, that's a common constraint. Or um, we have uh, gloves coming in, uh, they're in the state of New York and uh, we have done all our diligence to validate that, that these gloves meet the standards of our customer, but we still have to go out there and inspect it. And we have to go through reams of documentation and performance reports and third-party test data. Um, so that was another major concern. Wow. wow. You'd have to go to New York and do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. We, wow. We did, we did, unfortunately it's, it was high risk, but we had to fly quite yeah. a bit, um, to, and then normally we would maybe purchase a, uh, a, a, a product from a conventional vendor, but if they were out of stock and it was something that was, um, very simple, like a, fla- uh, a face shield that is made of, uh, you know, clear, uh, like a, a clear plastic. Um, we would find a manufacturer, somebody that used to make um, sneeze guard, not, they don't call them sneeze guards, but somebody that used to make uh, bulletproof glass for a convenience store is now manufacturing sneeze guards. So we would go out to the factory in Texas and meet with the owner and make sure that they could manufacture a face shield or a sneeze guard right, that, right. It, that meets all the requisite yeah. standards. Wow. And that's uh, amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing what you're doing there. Like a lot of moving parts, that's for sure. A lot of moving parts. And you're just basically, I guess, the, 
the backend support for these companies from their, from a safety standpoint, and you're doing all that due diligence. That's wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Congrats on that, man. Yeah, man. What's hey. next for your company? Where are you guys going? What's 2021 looking like? So right now we're heavily invested in sales and marketing. So we are actively uh, identifying and interviewing and recruiting uh, talented sales professionals, people that want to make a difference, want to help, that are driven and want to be involved in a fun and exciting uh, career. And so that's a big part of it is uh, identifying those individuals and persuading them to come work with us. And we have uh, one starting next week. We have a second starting uh, the first of May. And we have a third that we're going to be making an offer to uh, this week. So we've been very, very busy recruiting. Um, Right now, currently on our bench, we have three outside salespeople. So we're going to be doubling our outside sales staff uh, in the next five weeks. Uh, the other part is our e-commerce platform. Um, our customers, uh, you know, one of the utility customers that we have said, we love your company. We want to work with you, but our uh, buyers prefer an e-commerce platform. And so we spent over a year building uh, an 800 SKU e-commerce platform. So it has 800 of our products listed and anybody, any time of day can log in with their username and password find the products that they're looking for, conduct the market research, add it to cart and check out with their, uh, their company purchase card or their company credit card. Uh, so we, uh, you know, Gen 1 uh, came out last year and now we're working on Gen 2. And it's up right now. You can see it blackboxsafety.com. Um, but we're putting a lot of resource into that as well because we want to be the easy button for yeah. large institutions that value supplier diversity. And one way that we can make it easy is to provide all the resources that they need online so that they don't have to call us if they don't want to or don't need to. Amazing. Smart. Very forward thinking. Nice. So uh, outside of blackboxsafety.com, how else, if if a company is interested in uh, your services, how else would they get get in touch with you? I mean, Anybody that is interested or wants to help us, one way that you can help us is just by supporting our social media pages. That goes a long way because we do post very frequently and we like to keep, uh, we like to keep our followers um, up to date on, on things that we're doing on a daily basis. And uh, all of our social media platforms are going to use the same name, Black Box Safety. We're very active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So that would be nice. one way that people can support us. And our website is blackboxsafety.com. And uh, and then my contact information uh, is available on our website if someone wants to reach out to me, if they have any questions, uh, any type of question at all. It doesn't have to be uh, related to uh, PPE. Perfect. Jackson, before we let you go, and thank you again for your time. We know you're yeah, a busy guy. Thank you. Couple, couple kind of fun questions to end with. If you weren't doing what you're doing, which seems like the perfect fit to me. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what it would feels you do? Like the right fit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. If I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now, <laughs> I would be, uh, I would be a, a sailboat instructor somewhere near the equator. I raced nice. sailboats in college. Like 
oh, after, wow. after I got hurt in the Marine Corps, I couldn't play contact sports anymore. Right. Uh, so sailing was low contact, but very competitive and a lot of fun. And I'm from Minnesota where we had 10,000. Yeah. I was going to say, man, I, I saw that Minnesota. So I was wondering if, is that where you went to school? Yeah. University of Minnesota, yeah. the Golden yeah, Gophers. Correct. You got so it. So you guys Golden could actually Gophers. sail there in Minnesota. I guess there's a lot of lakes. 10,000 lakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of sailing and lots of wind. It's great. And, uh, so I'd be, I'd be on a sailboat, uh, somewhere near the equator if I wasn't doing this. That's sounds like a good thing to me. Well, uh, another common question we'd like to ask is, uh, your spouse, life partner, whoever that is, best friend, what would you say they love the most about you? And, well, not so much like the least about you <laughs> um, <laughs> love the most. So and like my- the least. My love language is words of affirmation. I'm a cheerleader. I like to, you know, the people in my life, I like to encourage them, prop them up. Uh, my other love language is uh, constructive criticism. So <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't yeah. help it. I mean, you know, growing up, that was how, you know, my parents, uh, you know, g- gave me feedback was in the form yeah. of constructive criticism. And same, so that's same. just how I express myself. And, uh, and I, I know that I can get better at that, but, um, it's who I am. You mentioned you can't play contact sports anymore. Ray and I are big sports guys. What's your favorite sport and who's your favorite team? That would be football and hockey. Yes. Vikings in the <laughs> wild. The wild now, not the North stars anymore. I'm a huge hockey. No, guy, it man. used to be. Yeah. It used to be the, uh, Minnesota North stars. Yeah. North Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did I, you play I, hockey? I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I come from a hockey family. My too, dad man. still plays hockey. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it me is. too. I'm a yeah. hockey family. I play He's still. My, I coach hockey teams here in San Diego. Really? Yeah. Not a lot of ice here. But no. I have so much respect for people that still play hockey in Southern California. I it's, love it. It's, it's the best game there is, man. Good for you. Yeah, it's got it all. <laughs> it has it all. It does. It does. Well, awesome, Jackson. We really enjoyed the time, man. Uh, Likewise. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. You. If yeah, it was and- longer, I would ask you guys some questions. So next time. <laughs> next time, man. Next time. But right. to our audience, if you have any questions, you heard how to get in touch with Jackson. You heard about his company. You know how to get in touch with Ray and I. So if you want us to make a connection for you, please feel free to reach out. We're thankful again for Jackson's time and thankful that you took the time to watch us on the Team Business Podcast. Hope you all have a great one. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>